Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the podcast and today I'm going to give my review of AEW's Collision. Starting off the evening, we we'll go to our first match of the night. It is Andrade El Idolo versus Juice Robinson. The match itself, it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Andrade and Juice with Andrade keeping the pace of the match. Andrade then hits a moonsault to the outside taking out the Blackpool, uh, Blackpool, Bullet Club Gold. Andrade... The Gun Club then attack Andrade on the outside. Lana then is shown looking on in the match. Looks like she might be looking possibly to manage Andrade. Who knows? Robinson then hits a powerbomb on Andrade. Andrade then gets up hitting a running knee on Juice Robinson. Andrade then hits a spinning back fist. And then Andrade ultimately hits the finish on Juice Robinson. Pins him for the three. And your winner of the match is Andrade El Idolo. Hats off to Andrade El Idolo for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the Kingdom versus the Best Friends. I thought it was a decent match. Back and forth matchup between the Kingdom and the Best Friends with the Best Friends keeping the pace of the match. Trent Beretta ends up hitting a devastating Death Valley driver on Mike Bennett. But the Kingdom ultimately hit the finish. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Kingdom. Hats off to the Kingdom for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Julia Hart versus Vert Vixen. I thought it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Julia Hart and the Vert Vixen with Julia Hart keeping the pace of the match. And Julia Hart ultimately hits the finish. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Julia Hart. After the match, Julia Hart then calls out Chris Statlander. Statlander then comes down to the ring. Julia Hart and Statlander get face-to-face, pretty much highlighting, or not highlighting, hyping up their match for... Wrestle Dream, which I'm definitely looking forward to. Moving on from that, we have an announcement about Wrestle Dream on the Zero Hour. Josh Barnett will be making his AEW debut going up against Claudio Castagnoli at the Zero Hour, which is going to be a fantastic matchup. If you guys don't know much about Josh Barnett, um, great MMA fighter, has had a great MMA career, um, and also he was doing. Uh, his own kind of wrestling promotion with uh, GCW and Bloodsport, which was kind of like a uh, um, kind of like an MMA-based wrestling company, if you ask me. I mean, not GCW, but the way that he had uh, Bloodsport was there was no ropes in the ring. It was pretty much just a wrestling mat. Uh, it was kind of like open-faced MMA, if you will, with mixed in with wrestling. It was kind—I mean. For what it's worth, it was it was awesome. He Barnett had some great matches. I believe Barnett even had matches with John Moxley. Um, he's he's put on some great matches, man. And honestly, for what it's worth, Josh Barnett and Claudio Castagnoli, I think are going to shut the house down um, at Russell Dream Zero Hour. And I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Kenny Omega teaming up with Chris Jericho versus the Gates of, of Agony. Um, I thought it was a decent match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Omega and Jericho keeping the pace of the match. Jericho then hits a Lion Salt as well as a Code Breaker. Omega then hits a V-Trigger, multiple V-Triggers. And then Jericho ultimately applies a Lion Tamer. And your winners of the match are Omega and Jericho. After the match, Jericho then grabs a microphone. And it looks like Omega and Jericho are hyping up their match at Wrestle Dream, Which will be a six-man tag team matchup. It will be Jericho... Omega and Ibushi versus Sammy Guevara, uh, Dikesha, and Will Ospreay. And that's going to be one hell of a match at Wrestle Dream. Definitely looking forward to that match. 
Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Rigis versus Job. Pretty much a bunch of jobbers. Uh, it was a squash match, man. Uh, Rigis were keeping the pace throughout the entire match with them ultimately hitting the finish. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Rigis. Hats off to the Rigis for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Collision. It is FTR teaming up with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta versus Aussie Open, Big Bill, and Ricky Starks. I thought it was a great match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with FTR Danielson and Yuta keeping the pace of the match with Ricky Starks hitting the finish. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are Aussie Open, Big Bill, and Ricky Starks. A couple things I want to say about Collision before I get out of here, man. Number one, it was a solid show. It was a decent show. Um, and obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on with AEW right now that I kind of want to touch base on, uh, especially with Dynamite that happened this week as well. A lot of things have been going on. So let's start with Dynamite, man. Obviously, everybody has watched Dynamite, and everybody is still curious on who in the hell was the person wearing the devil mask and attacking Jay White backstage after the Adam Page and Swerve uh, contract signing. Everybody's thinking maybe it might be MJF. I was told it, it could be an abundance of people that it might be. It could be Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, and that the fact that his injury might not be what it is, it might be a work, and Adam Cole's going to turn heel and join the likes of Roderick Strong and Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, and Adam Cole turned heel and joined the kingdom. That's also a very high probability that it might be the case. Maybe Adam Cole is just, you know, working everybody and he's, do, he's doing, do, you know, fine. He doesn't have a sprain or a broken ankle or anything else like that. Uh, the other name that was popping up too, which I don't think it really is, uh, is Edge. A lot of people were saying that this was a way to bring Edge in to attack Jay White. I would not bring, if they are bringing Edge in, which I hope they do, um, I would not automatically put, you know, I wouldn't have Edge anywhere near close right now to MJF. No way. Um, if Edge is going to debut, then I totally feel like it's going to be something that has to do with Christian Cage. And had that storyline going when uh, Adam Copeland comes in to AEW. Uh, there was other names too, like CM Punk. It could possibly be CM Punk that jumped Jay White. Look, man, I you know, for the CM Punk elitist out there, there is I'll be very, very surprised if it's CM Punk. There's no way in hell it's CM Punk, man. CM Punk is gone for the company. You know, especially with everything that's been going on with him and everything else like that. CM Punk needs to stay away from AEW. I don't think it's I definitely don't think it's CM Punk and uh I definitely don't think it's Edge. I think Adam Cole is definitely um, more probability that I think it's Adam Cole, probably. I think also, I mean, it could be somebody else. Who knows? But I think Adam Cole fits the bill with that situation. Especially, you know, when you look at the narrative of what MGF and Adam Cole have been doing for the past few weeks. Um, I would not be surprised if Adam Cole didn't turn heel on MJF. And Adam Cole joins the kingdom. It sets up a storyline between Adam Cole and MJF. The best friends are over. And that storyline just rides out to the end of the year going into next year, 2024. Um, the other thing I want to touch base on, too, obviously, Russell Dream. You know, there's a lot of news and speculation going on about Russell Dream that's taking place tonight in Seattle, Washington. Um, it's going to be a great show, man. I mean, when the pay-per-view was announced from Tony Khan, this pay-per-view was pretty much, you know, curated, if you will, to pay homage and uh, respect, if you will, to the, the late, great Antonio Inoki. Um, and that's the reason why Tony Khan wanted to put Russell Dream together. Obviously, there's, you know, AEW New Japan working together. 
And I think it's going to be a great show, man. Obviously, a lot of, like I said, a lot of rumors and speculation are going on with this show tonight. A lot of people are saying, you know, what could this mean as far as the new era? Because it's been mentioned a lot lately, uh, even from Tony Khan, that, you know, after Sunday or even Sunday night, uh, AEW begins a new era. So, I mean, that, that right there raises a lot of eyebrows, a lot of questions about what this new era might entail. Um, in my opinion, man, it could be an abundance of things. I, I don't think it's something where, okay, you bring in Edge, and this would be the beginning of a new era. I know there was a lot of rumors, heavy, like heavy rumors, about Tony Khan possibly purchasing New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know who put that rumor out there, um, but a lot of people were going along with that rumor, man, that Tony Khan possibly had purchased New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm not saying that's the case or not. If it is, that's huge, especially... If we're looking at the fact of what he has right now, speaking of Tony Khan and, you know, what's on his plate right now. I mean, there's AEW with, you know, Dynamite and Rampage and Collision, as well as Ring of Honor. So I'd be very surprised if he went out of his way to purchase New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, would I be 100% shocked? No, because at the same time, too, I know New Japan is really trying to get into uh, the U.S. market. Uh, especially with New Japan Strong and stuff like that. So I know New Japan wants to have more shows and get more eyes on the product for New Japan, especially in the States, rather than being overseas. So, I mean, that, again, could be a high pop you know possibility that maybe Tony Khan did something with New Japan in that aspect and maybe purchasing, you know, something from New Japan to, you know, bring it over to the States to highlight it more for the U.S. fans. That's a possibility. Um, but I'd be very, I mean... Honestly, man, I'd be very surprised if he actually purchased New Japan. With everything that's on his plate right now, man, wow. Um, me personally, also, too, I mean, the new era could also be something with, you know, Tony Khan saying that they're going to be working with HBO Max, and starting 2024, that's the new era that they're going to be going into, you know, a 12 pay-per-view format ne starting next year, um, especially being on HBO Max. I mean... They have the library, man. I mean, they have Ring of Honor. I mean, AEW's been around now for, what, four or five years, uh, putting the pay-per-views um, on HBO Max. It, it's I've mentioned this multiple times in the past, man. It benefits both parties. It benefits HBO Max, obviously, because it brings more fans, wrestling fans, over to HBO Max, more people buying subscriptions to HBO Max, and people that just purchase HBO Max, it gets eyeballs on AEW. Like, you know, what the hell is this, you know, AEW stuff? Let's, you know, let's check it out, see where it goes. And it's great for the pay-per-views. Um, and it just builds up a library that AEW has had now for the past five years, especially with Ring of Honor. So, I mean, it's a win-win on both parties. I don't know what the new era is going to be, but I know it's been, you know, heavily talked about, you know, and discussed, you know, past few days. It's been mentioned. It was even mentioned on Collision. You know, who knows, man, it's up in the air. But as far as, you know, Edge showing up in AEW, I think it's definitely possible that he's going to show up, possibly even tonight. Because I believe his contract for WWE ended at the end of September. Well, it's October 1st, man, and it looks like Edge, from what I've heard, hasn't signed a contract with WWE unless it changed, you know, five seconds ago. So, I don't know, man. It, it could be a very high possibility that Edge could show up tonight in Wrestle Dream, especially in the main event of tonight's Wrestle Dream show between Darby Allen and Christian Cage in a two out of three falls match. You know, you can have Edge come in and attack Darby Allen. You can have Edge come in and attack Christian and allow Darby, you know, to get the win over Christian and become the new TNT champion. And then we get this kind of, you know, beef between Edge and Christian, or you bring, you know, Edge in to help Christian defeat Darby Allen, and then you have Christian and Edge kind of teaming up and all that stuff. I mean, it kind of writes itself, man. I think Edge 
would be a great addition, not only to Dynamite, but if you put him on Collision, oh man, I mean, it's, Collision needs that name, I look, I have all the respect in the world for Brian Danielson, but it has been, you know, discussed that this might be Brian Danielson's last full year as far as in-ring, you know, action in wrestling, so to bring in a guy like Edge for, you know, a three-year deal, and yeah, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't use Edge every single Collision, I would use him when he's needed, um, but to have him on Collision, it's, it's going to be insane. Absolutely insane, and I think it's you know something that I think Tony Khan, you know, really needs to look into. You know, it's the same thing with some of these releases from WWE. There's Matt Riddle, uh, Shelton Benjamin. I know a lot of AEW talent right now are trying to push Tony Khan to sign Shelton Benjamin. I think Shelton Benjamin would be great in AEW, and if, for what it's worth, I would put Shelton Benjamin in the Blackpool Combat Club with John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Utah, Brian Danielson. I would put Shelton in that group. I think Shelton still has a lot to prove, man. I think Shelton, you know, for what he's had a great career in WWE. Maybe not towards the end of his, you know, his run, but in the beginning, I mean, Team Angle with him and Charlie Haas and stuff like that, and him working with Kurt Angle, uh, his Intercontinental Championship run. I mean, Shelton Benjamin is a really good wrestler and severely underrated. So to bring him into AEW would be fantastic. I mean, there's also been speculation about AEW bringing in Matt Riddle. Even with all his baggage. I mean, look, man, Matt Riddle can wrestle. But taken away from all the baggage and all the bullshit, Matt Riddle can wrestle. So if they bring in somebody like Matt Riddle, I mean, again, you know, AEW's going to be cooking with steam, man. Cooking with gas at that point. Especially if they bring in Mercedes Monet. There's a very good chance Mercedes Monet could show up possibly at Russell Dream tonight. You know, and a lot of people have been talking about that too, bringing in Edge and Mercedes Monet. I know at All In... They shown uh, Mercedes Monet sitting in the crowd. She could be, you know, 100% cleared to go and show up at Wrestle Dream tonight. Who knows? But you bring in someone like Edge and Mercedes Monet in AEW, man, that's a huge move for Tony Khan, and that puts AEW in a whole other conversation. Absolutely. Even tonight, if Edge shows up, man, that place is going to erupt in Seattle. Absolutely, man. Everybody, there's so many people that have a lot of respect for Edge. And have him show up in AEW, that place is going to erupt. Absolutely. I think tonight's show is going to be absolutely awesome. I think the build towards Wrestle Dream has been phenomenal. I think it was way better build towards Wrestle Dream than it was even for All Out. And honestly, for what it's worth, All In. I mean, All In was great, don't get me wrong. But the major build of that show was CM Punk and Samoa Joe. And obviously MJF and Adam Cole. That was it. And All Out had nothing. All Out didn't have any kind of storyline really build up to that show. In my honest opinion. And then Wrestle Dream. I mean, there's so many storyline matches on this card. You have the Don Cowles family versus Omega and Jericho. You have um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson. Even though the storyline's not there, that, re that match was supposed to happen two years ago. So again, that match is going to be awesome. Uh, Julia Hart and Chris Statlander. There's a little story there. There's a lot of matches on the table, man. FTR and Aussie Open. <clears throat> There's a lot of matches on the table for Wrestle Dream tonight. I think it's going to be very, very intriguing. But I, I will say this, and I will go on you know, a limb on this, that I do believe that Adam Copeland will show up at AEW tonight. I would be very surprised if he doesn't. Because it's been heavily rumored, heavily speculated that Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, will be showing up in AEW. And I think tonight is the perfect night for Edge to show up in AEW at Wrestle Dream tonight. I don't see any other way. That makes logical sense. Especially with the fact that the main event tonight is Christian. For what I understand, it's Christian Cage versus Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match. I would put Edge somewhere in that situation. Absolutely. 
So I would not be surprised if we do not, if we, you know, if we see Edge Knight at Wrestle Dream. But with that being said, this is my review of AEW's Collision. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.